All right, three, two, one. We're here today with a special episode of the I Love Norfolk show with Susan and Carla. Um, we're doing part one of part two. Both involve brewing, one to elate you and one to put you to sleep. Uh, not the episode <laughs> itself, but the actual thing that we're brewing. Um, or at least it puts me to sleep. So we're talking about coffee this morning, and we're talking about Kova brewing. Um, so I always like to kind of just start with, I mean, how did we get here? Um, what, what maybe, and you can start as young as you know, elementary school and maybe falling in love <laughs> with cooking or you know, making something and it coming out and it tasting wonderful. Go back as far as you want to go. So I guess I consider myself the coffee end of things, and I am new to the Norfolk area. Okay. I moved from Ohio three years ago, and unfortunately, um, I also just live across the street in mm-hmm. East Beach. And when I moved here, didn't really know anybody or anything of the area, and wake up unpacking boxes, and I'm Googling coffee shops near me mm-hmm. and nothing comes up except for Starbucks. Yeah. Everything's in Ghent except mm-hmm. there's a Starbucks over on Little Creek and I certainly didn't want to go to Starbucks. Um, couldn't believe it. Couldn't mm-hmm. believe there's not a coffee shop. Well this, for the people that don't know this area, the whole area is kind of transformed right. over the last decade and right. really a ton over the last five years. Yeah. Um, so East Beach is just right over here. We've got a ton of new construction going down here. This entire like shopping center <coughs> has been kind of revamped. Yeah. Um, yeah. But keep, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. So. Um, so looking back, um, I've said for a long time. My girls are now both in college, mm-hmm. but at the time they were just finishing up in high school. And I used to say, "Well, I'm going to find my second career. My okay. background is nursing." I was a nurse, um, and after I finished that, as I said, when I had my kids, I didn't work anymore, so Mm -hmm. I kept always talking about, what's my second career? I'll find it. When I get there, I'll find what my second career is going to be, and so I said, let's open a coffee shop. There's no coffee around here, and like you said, this area is starting to boom, kind of get big. People are moving into this space. so we just talked about it for a couple of years, yeah. and then we started to get a little more serious about it. And at the same time, my husband was home brewing. Okay. And somebody introduced us to now, the bakery. Has it always been coffee that you've been interested in? Have you ever always been interested in maybe having your own thing, or has this been kind of recent? No, never interested. Never did I think, oh, I'm going to have my own place. Okay. It was just all about coffee, and mm-hmm. it turned into well. Let's do it. Let's open a place. Okay. Never did I think I was going to own a place. And, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Susan, what about yourself? Um, so I would agree with that. Never in my wildest dreams yeah. did I imagine that we would be doing this. My yeah. husband is a true entrepreneur at okay. heart. Um, so his answers will be very different. Yeah, yeah. Than <laughs> mine. You find yourself being a little, like, far less, like risk averse or maybe oh yes okay he is a kite flying around and i am the one on the ground holding the string with my feet bouncing along the ground (laughs) and we balance each other out i Mm -hmm. think it's a good thing but um we uh we've loved breweries um when they first kind of started on the scene here in norfolk it was just smart mouth and um Mm o'connor's and we would go sometimes on friday nights with friends with our kids um that were old enough to drink and um 
And it was just a great place to get together with friends, to mm-hmm. build community, and to just kind of hang out on a Friday night. And um, we, I told you earlier, I'm from Ocean View. I've lived sure. here my whole life. Yeah, and I was going to bring seen, that up because you've, you've seen this entire area turn oh, over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just transformed multiple times um, mm-hmm. in my lifetime. Um, but we have just really felt invested in Ocean View. Yeah. Um, this is where we were raised and went to school. Our kids went to school here and just very rooted in this community. Sure, and, sure. Um, so I we came kept... here about almost 15 years ago with the Navy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had two spots. We went to the beach, uh, 80th Street down on the oceanfront mm-hmm. and right here in East Beach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we normally actually come over here, one, because it's a little closer, two, it's a little mm-hmm. less known, and then three, um, you have the rocks so that like, <clears throat> when your kids are real little, you know, yeah. they're getting pummeled by the waves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we love it. I mean, we have our street. I'm not going to name it on the podcast because I don't want to get taken <laughs> over. But, um, yeah, I think I've been really um, encouraged with how much, like, this area has just turned beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I can recall going to different breweries and asking, um, when, when are you guys going to build something in Ocean View? When are you going to come to Ocean View? Because mm. as a child, I remember having lots more places, like in the Worth Corner area. Yeah. And, um, there were more destinations, more restaurants, and that just kind of all went away. And so we were begging people to come to Ocean View. And mm. then, I don't know, one night we just kind of said, why don't we open yeah. one? Why don't we do this? <laughs> and then... My husband started, of course, doing the, the research. and Sure. Um, has it always been brewery? and Or have there been other iterations? Uh, there, of were, like, there were other things he dreamed about through the years, okay. for sure. I was yeah, say, bagel typically shop, entrepreneurs are not shop. just like one oh. row. We tend to get there very segmented. Yeah. Um, mm. We yeah. look like a Plinko machine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime somebody said, where do you get pastries? Mm-hmm. You know, and, oh, there's no bagel shop in mm-hmm. Ocean View. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's not a good pizza place. And... Um, Ocean View or Ward's Corner and so yeah it kind of started like that um, and then he really got serious um, okay. with with researching um, looking at places we actually met Greg Myrtle um, who um, was a brewer okay. um, and he kind of was along the journey helping us um, um, and it, it had to be in Ocean View the okay. thing that we knew all along was it had to be an ocean view. Um, so you say you say that there's no real uh, initial push <laughs> to do specific coffee, but is there anything in the past growing up that you thought um, maybe led you to this moment? Anything pivotal <laughs> in the past that you feel like, yeah, I can see how that influenced me. Well, I definitely, my husband and I both love coffee. Okay. Um, and... He, like I said, is an entrepreneur and a businessman, always mm-hmm. thinking, and um, realized that a lot of the breweries are open from noon or three until, you know, sure. a reasonable time in the evening. So they lose these hours of revenue during the morning. So he always had a vision of having coffee, yeah. not the vision that you had, like of a full right. coffee shop. Right. But sure. he realized there's an opportunity to have revenue throughout the day yeah. if we're mm-hmm. open from morning to night. Have you guys ever heard of ghost restaurants? Ghost? Ghost restaurants. So the idea is they pop up um, and uh, they use somebody else's kitchen, basically rent it. They're only open for like one or two days, um, sometimes only for one meal. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a way for a lot of like local restaurants to uh, utilize the space when it's down. Um, Um, So like a lot of restaurants will be down on Mondays uh, and Tuesdays, you know, whatever it is that they're going to choose to do. But then let's say you have a budding young person who wants to try an idea out. They can come in and rent the space for nominal fee and then, you know, put their complete menu online and that type of thing. 
So um, Pendulum, uh, Dana, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, they did that and Dylan the, have, have done that. Actually, Alkaline is a, is a, uh, a product of that. So right. um, I thought that was really a cool story. Right. So. Yeah, that's a great place, Pendulum. Mm-hmm. We, early on in this vision, we did have um, plans and thoughts for a kitchen mm-hmm. kind of back there um, and looked at what it would look like to outfit that and use it as a pop-up, not to run a restaurant. Sure. It was never our desire to run a restaurant, but mm-hmm. um, but just to use that as a pop-up space. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the vision has definitely kind of morphed oh, yeah. throughout this sure. three-year journey and meeting right. the Smiths and kind of marrying our... our mm-hmm dreams and visions together I would say my vision was more about building community I mean you know we've been very fortunate that we um, have always had um, been around family and had great community Mm -hmm. through our church or through our neighborhood and and so developing a place where people could come and just meet with friends and hang out and Yeah, feel welcome. Yeah, that's that's interesting you say that. I mean, you know, our area is so huge on military. Um, I had a very similar experience myself. So my brother now lives in the area. My sister is actually moving up here uh, next month. Um, But before, uh, you know, I didn't have anyone. And so my community was people I met and the church I went to. That was actually Mm -hmm. how Sean and I met. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how close you can get to people um, and when you feel included. So I'm a, a, little, a little sad story here. Uh, I went to ODU, and um, that's not the sad part. The, <laughs> <laughs> I went to ODU, and I met a, um, an engineer professor there uh, while I was finishing up my degree, and then I met, you know, I stayed friends with him afterwards. And I probably only met with him, you know, six, seven, eight, nine times. Um, the first couple times were just I ran into him over uh, where Borjo used to be. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I texted him one day because I was in Borjo and I didn't see him there. I was like, hey, man, I hope you're doing all right. He texts back. He's like, hey, you know, I moved up to Chicago for a job. But I just want to say thank you. You are my closest friends here. And I thought, this is just like, you know, I met him once, had probably a dozen conversations with him. Now, I'm pretty intentional. I will sit down and chat with someone for an hour mm-hmm. just because I want to hear about who they are. I mean, this is kind of how that this podcast is, is coming about. Um, but it, it amazed me that... I was one of his closest relationships. Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of thought, yeah. you know, maybe I'm taking some of the relationships I've built here a little bit for granted because I have someone like the Haydens who have been kind of like surrogate, like grandparents to even my kids uh, and the community, even even though I don't go to Tab Church anymore, there's still a ton of people from Tab Church I feel incredibly close to. Yeah. yeah. So I really like yeah. that, that thought of being very intentional and trying right. to build something where people feel welcome and they can come and hang out and feel like the community and that's probably what I found so appealing also meeting you is that was so important to you here and (laughs) what's going on (laughs) and when I had moved from Ohio Mm -hmm. I left a huge family support okay yeah and obviously friends but you know the family that was so important to me and being by myself so it was important to have the community so then thinking to myself oh opening a coffee shop you get to meet so many people and talk mm-hmm. with so many people, and um, yeah, it's it's hard to would you leave say and that you're a natural extrovert? Yes. Okay. So like not having community <laughs> yeah. was like killing you. Yeah. I need someone to talk to. Oh yes, yeah. for I, sure. I had um, so I was the primary stay-at-home parent for when my kids from mm-hmm. like basically zero to six, and uh, 
and there were times I would call Rachel when she was before she got into the real estate industry with me. I'd call her up at the, the, the hotel, like I need an adult conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell me something that is an adult problem that is not I'm hungry or I pooped. <laughs> so I can definitely resonate with, like, I'm, I would say I'm kind of half and half extrovert, introvert, but there were definitely moments where I'm like, I just, I need somebody to talk to. Right, right. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. All right, so tell me a little bit more about, like, the creation of this vision. What, how, did, how did this place come about? How did you find this place? Where did some of maybe the artwork, the colors... Um, the intentionality behind what you guys created here? Well, we, you found the place. Yeah, you, I mean, we looked Scott, at, yeah. we started looking probably in 2017, Okay. looking for places. <laughs> and we uh, had a friend who was a commercial real estate agent, took us all around. We looked at everything from Ward's Corner back, from Willoughby to Little Creek Road, mm-hmm. you know, any building, any space that was available. And we kept passing by this one. I mean, it had the signs on it. We were like, uh, I don't know. You know, we just kept passing it mm-hmm. and um, actually started plans, architectural plans on several other buildings. Okay. Um, was it that this place then, was in poor condition that you were kind of like know, passing by? No, just, we just, yeah, we, we just weren't sure about it. Okay. And then, um, like you I said, we kept sort building. of coming back. It's Bold Mariner also. Yes. Didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Before yeah. we realized that Bold yeah. Mariner was also looking at that yeah. building. Um, our next door neighbor's daughter designed that building. Okay. Um, so we had kind of a connection to it and went and looked at it and thought, this is the place. And then literally like the next day or the next week, there was an article that said Bold Mariner. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, but Mike Stacks is a good friend and he, you yeah. know, he said the only thing better than one brewery in Ocean View is two breweries That's in Ocean right. View. You know, there's, there's always right. room for yeah. good people and good products. Yes. Um, I say the same thing in real estate that like I have, there's so much there's something like, I think last year we had 35,000 sales in Hampton Roads. Um, it, the, to think that um, I can't have competition is one, silly, mm-hmm. but two, like, if anything, I want I want really good agents. I want somebody on the other side that knows what they're doing. Right. Right. And right. if I'm going to compete against somebody, I want it to be somebody that I respect. Um, right. And so I would, in my opinion, I, I mean, Mike and Carrie are phenomenal people. They are. One, yeah. Um, but they have great beer. Yes. And then the barbecue over there, like we were talking about before we started, is just, man, that brisket, I can't get it out of my head. It's so <laughs> yeah. good. Well, the, the brewing community, I feel like, is really unique in the uh-huh. way that they support one another. Mm. It's not like any other industry right. that I've ever seen. And he was really instrumental in helping us. Oh, really? Um, okay, yeah, cool. Just education. Yeah. Um, you know, we could go to him with any questions we had. Other brewers were as well. We mm-hmm. went to other, lots of breweries doing lots of research for this. But anyway, we finally did settle on this building. And mm-hmm. what appealed to us was the space, the outdoor space, the lot back there was a part of it. And, you know, we wanted a place where, a big place where people could gather because the building itself was not that big. Sure. Again, very fortuitous um, mm-hmm. and providential yeah. because we had no idea we were going to be opening this thing in the middle of a pandemic and how right. valuable that space outside would be. Sure. Um, if anything, I mean, um, maybe you had less competition because a lot of people probably said, okay, we're not going to explore opening anything right now. Right. So. Well, and it was... A, I feel like it was kind of a diamond in the rough. I mean, you oh. remember what it looked like. It was just... Yeah. Uh, um, that's Very probably rough. why we kept going Very by. Rough. It was just this rectangular cinder block mm-hmm. building, nondescript. Right. That serviced and cars. And yeah. yeah, you had to really squint and look hard to yeah. see it as a coffee shop. Well, and these service doors, 
Are, they, are these are some of these original, or are no. they just the, the, just the holes are the original? No, that's no, not, not even, even the original. Oh, really? They were probably one and a half times okay. the size, and so yeah, we changed the size of all the doors. Well, there you go. Yeah, everything made a window. Yeah, I mean, you'll blocked see, up another one. It's all you'll see in the B roll, but man, the, the light in here is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and the ability to, to open up the doors like before we started. I, I imagine you guys shot shut it for noise reasons. Yes, but it's just so wonderful. It's so airy and Thank comfortable. You. If you Thank look you. back on Instagram, you can see some of the pictures right. of the journey and, mm-hmm. and like the grease on the floor <laughs> and how dark it was. Yeah. Um, everything yeah. was painted dark. And mm-hmm. it, it's really cool to see the transformation. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, Sean, can I hand this to you and maybe request another one? Ah. So I have a friend who lives here, and his name is Paxton Buckingham, and okay. he's a designer. All right. So we asked him to help with what should our coffee shop look like? Sure. What is a good vision? Make, make sure you bring these in. Oh, with sorry. You, know, and, you can either pull it to you or push okay. it either way. And being that we are right on the bay, mm-hmm. he started with, I mean, I can still remember the first picture. It was a picture of a the sand fence okay. that you see on the beaches. And he's like you know, I'm going to kind of go with this theme. And then as you look at our counters and mm-hmm. behind us sitting on the bench, it, it's a take on the sand fence mm-hmm. and the tile. You commented on the tile. It's the water. I really like right? the tile. Yeah. It, it's supposed to be, you know, a reflection of the water. Now, so you, I imagine you picked it out because it, it almost, mm-hmm. all right. So I used to fly in helicopters in the Navy and it gets, mm-hmm. I remember one of the things, my favorite things is flying over the water and mm-hmm. just seeing the, um, one of my favorite philosophers is a guy named Peter Kraft, uh, who's a Catholic philosopher, but he talks about the concept of infinity mm-hmm. and looking, when you, w- looking over water is one of the ways to kind of conceptualize that. And every little peak and nuance and movement of the mm-hmm. water is unique in that very moment, right? There's no other time in history ever that the water is going to be in that exact formation mm-hmm. ever again. Mm-hmm. And so I look at that and I think of like, how it kind of mimics that feel of how the water moves and you, it's mm-hmm. it's very difficult to anticipate and it's, you know every little peak and trough of that is exactly the way it is because it had to be in that exact moment so anyway that nerd moment sorry no but that's, that's I, a good I really thing like to it. think, think of when you look at our wall mm-hmm. <laughs> yep i yeah. do think that all the designs that carla and paxton came up with um are very different from any other brewery mm-hmm. or coffee mm-hmm. shop that mm-hmm. That you go into. I mean, we've created a really unique space. Yes. Um, yes. Carla put a lot of time and thought into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've picked out some good colors in here. Who did the uh, the furniture? Ah. Mm. <laughs> this is definitely a friends and family okay. project. So, um, dear friends of ours, Keith and Denise Noonan, their nephew Danny Boyle mm-hmm. um, owns a company called Shire House, and it. It's branded. It's branded Branded, into all the tables. Um, Mm -hmm. He is a great kid. Um, Thanks, Sean. Volunteers with Young Life and just an amazing young man. And he did all of our interior furniture, all the metal work, all the woodwork. Mm -hmm. Really talented young man. He's working on a merchandise display for us right now. Yeah. It makes it very simple and like it's got some geometric kind of feel to it, but it Mm -hmm. looks very sturdy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. All right, so yeah. tell me tell me a little bit more about uh, maybe the coffees that you picked, um, the menu, a little bit more about that. Um, well, right from the beginning, we did some research into the coffee world, and um, 
we hooked up with Counterculture, who is, they are located down in Durham, North Carolina. Okay. And um, it was just a really appealing connection because they offered education. Okay. They have a training center. Oh, really? And so, yes. Wow. So, not only, you know, they supply, they roast, supply the coffee to you. Mm -hmm. um, they help with picking out your machines. They service the machines for what? you. Really? And, but the education was such a big part for, mm -hmm. for us. Um, none of us really had any working in a coffee sure. business, any retail um, experience. So, um, was that nerve wracking for, I feel like. So my personality type is just start and figure out as you go. Yeah, on, right? yeah. I feel yeah, like my husband. Yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a teacher. I want to plan. A little here. Oh, right. Yes. So like I need a lesson. My wife is kind of similar, where she yeah. likes structure <laughs> and a plan and yes. consistency. Um, I'm like, hey, let's risk this money and see if we can get the reward. And Rachel's like, how about we just save it and not touch it? <laughs> yes. Um, so like, I think I, I see. Uh, anyway, keep yeah, going. no, it did. No, it, I wasn't nervous about that. I, I'm, I guess I'm more like you. I just okay. thought, I'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out as we go along. Um, very fortunate, though, um, from the very beginning was um, Corey Bateman, who is Susan and Scott's daughter-in-law. Okay. And she quickly became um, my coffee manager. Gotcha. And so Corey and I were the ones who would travel to Durham and train together mm -hmm. and went through this process together. Um, so it was nice having a partner and somebody that you were learning with mm -hmm. and, you know, could bounce ideas off of. Um, so that worked out really great. And Corey is now the general manager of yeah. COBA. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how we what came to be with counterculture. It was just kind of doing the research before we decided to plunge into which coffee company we were going to work with. Okay. So they help you pick out everything up all those machines and things like that up there too. Yes. Okay. Yes. We talked about, you know, which grinder we were going to go with, um, which espresso machine. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they did it Slightly more all. complicated than going with uh, a coffee mate and Folgers in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good old drip. We have some good drip coffee though. Mm. <laughs> I, I just tease. I remember, the. I feel like um, coffee and uh, beer are very similar in that once you've had um, something that has a little bit more intentionality behind it, it kind of ruins you. Um, yeah. Now, mm -hmm. I'll say this. On a hot day, after doing something hard outside, a Bud Light sometimes hits the spot. <laughs> but um, I do prefer uh, better brews. Uh, I remember the, my first time having a, um, a Trappist beer in Belgium was like, oh man, this is very, very different than mm -hmm. American beer that I've mm -hmm. had. And that was kind of the very beginning of, uh, I'm 37 now, so, um, yeah, that was kind of the beginning of my drinking experience because I originally just, when I was first in the Navy, I was the designated driver because uh, I was the good <laughs> Christian boy who didn't drink at the beginning. And then I didn't, sorry, honey, I didn't start drinking until I met my wife. Um, and then, I'm a good Christian was, girl and I drink. <laughs> yeah. She was a good influence on you. Then, right? <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I like I, I got this experience where I had something. It's from a Trappist brewery that had been around for over 300 years. Um, they had the same recipe for a long, long time. And um, the cool part was is I got to have this tour of it. Uh, this tour of it, and it was Trappist monks who had, you know, had literally spent their lives crafting 
something that they um, put mm. their life's work into. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. thought, man, one, the story's cool, but two, like, it just tastes very, very different. And I think the same thing with coffee is if you grow up on Folgers or, you know, drip coffee on out of the, like, plastic tub, that's all you know. And then you have a lovely, delightful little cortado here. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. And then um, I remember the first time I did a coffee tasting, <laughs> and they were like, uh, we did like a couple different coffees, and uh, you, they were like, do you taste this nuance and this nuance, and this one's fruity and this one's bright, and it just kind of really opened up my world. And now if I have folders, I'm like, maybe if I'm camping and it's the <laughs> only way I can have coffee, sure, because I really want some caffeine. But um, I find tastings. That's a good idea. Do right. you want to do one? Right. I don't, do you right. want to ping them up over there to? to set something up that's that's up to you guys no I'm just thinking that you know that would that yeah. could be a so thing have like people come in and do their pour overs right. I would do I mean right. oh, I yeah, would highly pour-overs. recommend classes like right. they come in and, and learn about coffee right and, and well I was going to say it's kind of on the same path as the breweries you said you used to um, you know all the craft breweries mm-hmm. started to get very popular I think that's the same that's what happened with coffee craft coffee came to be very very popular coffee shops. I lived in Chicago for a sure. time, and that's probably when I first started, like, what's a latte? What's mm-hmm. a cafe au lait? What's mm-hmm. a cappuccino? Is going to these little craft coffee places sure. in Chicago, and then back to Ohio. Um, then they started popping up there. So um, it's probably a line. Have you ever had a Turkish coffee before? Turkish? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Not. So tur- um, I, I think I had it at Pasha Meze. That might be where I had it. But they... Um, they, it, they pour it super duper hot in a mm-hmm. very small container and they leave mm-hmm. the grounds in there. Mm-hmm. So you have to be real slow about it so uh. the grounds don't get in. But it is so strong. Mm. And it, like, it feels, it almost feels like um, arrogant bastard ale beer feels like. <laughs> See, it's like, comparing it's coffee like, and beer. They're it just, like kicks you in the jaw a little so bit. They're so kind of like <laughs> doing one of these. You're like, oh man. Then it's it's quite delightful, um, and they usually have huh. it after dinner, which is kind of an interesting. Yeah, uh, just when you have, need a lot of caffeine, <laughs> we'll right? Up to go for a walk or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, so I mean, yeah. what about where you want to go? Is this you know the only place you want to have open? Do you want to expand? You know, what's where's kind of the dream? What's what's the plan for the future? Sort of ever evolving. Yes, mm-hmm. um, a lot of questions. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, for me, I love, like I said before, the the community aspects of it. You well, know, hit on and, that a little bit more. When you say community, what, what well, are you hoping being to able be? to? We're, we're we're just now at the point of kind of exploring use of our back lot Absolutely. as we're developing it, and right. I've gotten the landscape mm-hmm. up there. But you know, being able to have groups meet up here, and like we have our church group meets up here on Monday nights, and okay. um, being able to offer opportunities for fellowship for for people, and renting right. our space. We have and requests from book clubs, yeah, neighborhood, yeah, <laughs> neighborhood running clubs. Groups, right, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, I saw it in two steps, like you mentioned the back. That's our first expansion. You expand anywhere else. Our first expansion is into the backyard. Okay. We have a lot of work to do back there. Have you done any, um, like, group painting type stuff? Uh, Oh, oh, like like the wine and paint nights? Yeah, yeah. No, not yet, but that would be fun. Yeah. 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 
yeah, so many ideas, so little time. But right. we, I mean, we and it, I don't to, think yeah. we realized how hard and fast that was going to come at us. I right. mean, we okay. we hadn't even opened yet, and we had people saying, "Can I have my wedding reception there in 2021?" <laughs> yeah, like what? Right. <laughs> we don't know. We're just right. trying to figure out how to make right. coffee just here. Yes, right now. Commit and then make it work. I know. <laughs> yes. I know. Remember, we've only been open a little over three months. Yeah. Yeah. So um, any, that's any the first six challenges outside of finding space during kind of 2020 and everything that's thrown at us. Health code stuff. Yeah, of course. COVID. I mean, the COVID stuff, of yeah. course, trying to figure out how to open and and remain open safely, keep mm-hmm. our staff safe, mm-hmm. keep our patrons mm-hmm. safe. And um, we were very fortunate that we, we had some delays early on that kept us from opening before COVID. Okay. And it ended up being such a blessing because that way we had time to, to plan. Okay. Um, and put... And we implemented a lot of things and put things in place um, hmm. to right. make our patrons safer and make our employees sure. safer. And that's a, I mean, that's a tough challenge. I mean, you've got, um, irregardless mm-hmm. of where you fall on how um, conservative or, you know, how cautious you want to be, it's I run a business and now I have liability and yes. I have people that I'm in charge of right. and yes. I've got, um, it's a, I don't know, it might, in my head it's, it's a stewardship issue that's not an easy, there's no easy solution to it. Right. Um, right. I imagine that is difficult. I remember um, talking with Dana Wakefield and seeing some of the stuff that she was putting up for Pendulum. Um, and it's, it's hard. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do. Like how, you know, how do we stay open? How many people do we let in? You know, what right. precautions do we take? Right. Um, right. And, and how do we control that? Yeah, and still yeah. remain profitable because, right. right. Yeah. Well, I always say to people, they ask, you know, wasn't it so difficult opening up during COVID? And um, one of the advantages I feel for us is we don't know any different. Our staff mm. doesn't know any different. We opened right. up during this time, and this is how it's always been. We sure. didn't have to go back and change policies and change the way we work. And mm-hmm. we worked on how do we function during COVID. And sure. This is how it's always been for us. make it really easy later on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't little. really know what it's going to look like when <laughs> we see everyone's faces. Yeah. Sure. Right. Um, and it, w- it also allowed us to kind of wade into the pool versus okay. jumping in, you know, opening the doors and having 400 people show up. Yeah. Right. We right. just kind of were able to start small and slow. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Were there any questions that I should have asked you that I haven't so far? No? I don't think That's all right. so. I, I always like to ask because so. sometimes right. there's things that I don't always cover. Um, the other thing What's I think... What's your favorite of- beer? What's your favorite coffee? <laughs> Maybe that? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, what, is, what is your favorite drink that's on the menu? That's tough. One of the things I really love that we do is we have something seasonal. Okay. And whether it be um, for a couple months, one month, and like summer we had our um, honey lavender latte. Okay. And I can't tell you, people loved it, but we ended it mm-hmm. in September. What do and we have here? You, well, this is the pumpkin latte. Okay. So this started in October. Mm-hmm. In September we had our chai tea latte, which is still a fall drink. That okay that is um, available. Um, One of the really important things and big things about how we function with our coffee bar is we don't use syrups that we purchase. We make all of our syrups and our sauces in-house. So we mess with recipes. I say, oh, the kitchen's open. When we're back there messing Mm -hmm. with our recipes, we came up with our chai tea latte recipe. Um, Everything's from scratch. Mm -hmm. Um, based on how we think it should taste. 
well, this is our pumpkin pie latte. It's not mm-hmm. actually just pumpkin. It's a sure. pumpkin no, pie pumpkin latte. Sure, no pumpkin spice. I don't want to be too basic here. Right. Yeah, pumpkin pie. Yeah. That's right. We, we say there's a lot of little secrets. We can't give it away. Okay. Um, we make our own sweet cream. Okay. Um, so we, we make our, yeah, our caramel and mocha sauces. Then we have a vanilla syrup we make. Um, and it's, it's really fun because our brewer is mm-hmm. helpful and involved with everything that we do. Is there any cross-pollination? Oh, yeah. He helps. He does our... We, have, we make our own pink lemonade. It's a hibiscus pink lemonade. Okay. And um, so, Matt Topping, he's our brewer. We hadn't mentioned him. And he... Well, he'll be mentioned in the brewery uh, beer section. But he is, you know, really helpful with all our coffee stuff. Because we make our own cold brew. Mm-hmm. He, he does that. Okay. And then we also can convert that to a nitro brew. You're good. Um, he helps with the hibiscus pink lemonade. Okay. And then we also do a flavored seltzer that's on tap, and the flavor changes. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, I think um, I go to Handsome Biscuit often, and oh. they do their their own little yeah. soda there. Yeah. Uh, they had a pineapple soda. My kids loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I love Handsome Biscuit, too. That's another good one. <laughs> uh and then uh, one of the one of the questions, and I'll, I'll say this one just because it's something I ha- I've been going through. So I've been writing, rewriting um, a little bit of my own business plan. And one of the things I had to write was my mission statement. Do you guys have a mission statement? Can you kind of go over like maybe what? We we do. I can't quote it, but that's all right. Uh, we'll something about uh, making excellent craft craft coffee, craft mm-hmm. beer, and mm-hmm. community. Yeah, I mean, and I'd say obviously it has community yeah. in our mission statement. Right. Well, cool. Well, um, like every episode we do, we do a giveaway. Have you guys dis- discussed what you want to do on a giveaway? Am I putting you on the spot right now? Yeah, no, I think we probably talked about uh, it, and I don't know if we decided. Uh, we got a lot going on. I, we're like... <laughs> I think it was pint glass. So my recommendation is always or, um, to do I something, remember. I think, that spotlights you um, and your uniqueness. Uh, you can do things like, obviously, swag, so like hats and t-shirts and things sure. like that but um maybe even like just a 12 punch card for you know coffee or something like that yeah, um, would be card. kind of cool we have gift cards or maybe even so a have... coffee tasting with you guys individually where you, they sit down and you walk through your drinks and explain the different ones or help them make that a syrup would or something be fun. Like that. that would be fun right yes. we can so certainly do that kitchen, like a syrup with you or something fun like that that might be difficult. I mean, uh, because yeah, we may get based on right, yeah. but the the coffee tasting that would be yeah. a lot okay. of fun I to like do something that. like that. So we could about, do that. How about like a, mm-hmm. a gift card along with like a coffee tasting with you individually? Mm-hmm. All right, sure. Well, there you go. How about all right? So let's let's comment on your uh, favorite coffee drink. That's an easy one. Tag two people, and you'll be entered into the drawing for one person, uh, maybe a couple or something along those, along those lines. We'll say max what three people, two two people. A couple. Oh, sure. for the tasting? For tasting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, and then you'll also get a gift card to come back and obviously make this a regular stopping spot for yourself. Right. So thank you so much. For, thank you, Dan. For yeah. Thank you for coming yeah, out and awesome. sitting down with us. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks.